Hello, my name is Marie. And I'm Brendan. And this is Kobayashi Marie, a podcast for the movie aisle, looking at things Star Trek and specifically for the season Picard. Um, now, I need to get the spoiler warning out nice and early this week, so spoilers for everything possibly Trek, because, Brendan, yes. you nailed it. You must be feeling so smug right now. Well, things could change yet again, but I fail at the moment to see how she's going to wriggle out of this, I've got to say. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. We are talking, of course, about the delightful Agnes P. Girati. We are indeed. And we'll talk a little bit more detail about her later on. But, uh, yeah, you were a bit suspicious all along. and Always. Things were just too simple, I thought. Mm-hmm. There we are. And uh, now it's extremely yeah. complicated. Uh, isn't it? Aren't they just... <laughs> I don't know if that's singular uh, or plural, but anyway. Well, oh, who yes. knows? It could Isn't be. Isn't there? <laughs> Aren't it? Yes. Right. So, episode five is called Stardust City Rag. Yes. Um, and are you? You're back on on Picard. Picard Tracy this week. I am. Yes, I think so. I no, think I am. It's there was a lot going on, so uh, we might have to race through this, but um, yeah. Yeah. There was an awful lot going on. There was there was a lot. There was a lot. Uh, well, and perhaps a return to those earlier episodic formats. Um, so yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I think there's been a bit of negativity online about it. But uh, I try not to get involved in too much of that and just take it for the way I, I'm enjoying it. So anyway, we open in remote yeah. terrain. Seven domes. Presumably there's two more somewhere else, but there's seven. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Surrounded by mountains and flooding rivers. Inside, we're starting a close-up of an eye being extracted without anaesthetic. I might go away for a minute while you describe this. and then That's come it. Back. That's all I'm going to say. And okay. the surgeon is to extract all the Borg technology from the body of the patient stroke prisoner. Yes. Uh, we find out that this is uh, Icheb. Correct. Uh, a character from an earlier series. Again, someone I wasn't familiar with, but probably okay. should have been. He appeared at the end of, I think it was end of series six of Voyager into series seven. Uh, and came on as another Borg extractee, yes. um, and as you're going to, sorry, I'm going to preempt what you're going to say, I'm guessing, but... Okay, well, uh, Seven uh, arrives, kills, yes. struck, stuns two of the Doctors, yes. one of them who calls out for Big Jesus, Big yes. Apple, the strangest, <laughs> What's the name? What strangest name character ever, I think. <laughs> anyway, Seven can't save Ikeb who she compassionately kills to end his pain, saying, oh. I'm so sorry, my child. And when she said that, I had not picked up that she'd used the name Echeb first time round. No, I didn't. But Thinking, it is, that, to me anyway. is, is that her? So I was a bit phased by that for a minute. Yeah. Um, but they were horrible. And actually, it was not, I mean, it was horrible scenes. I'm not sure if those torture scenes were completely necessary. But the sound was the worst. The extraction of the... Oh! Both the extraction and the pain. Yeah, and you know... And maybe it would have been enough to end on the shots of the harvested bog parts. I think you got a a sense of what was going on there, but... um, Yeah, I I suppose maybe moves it on a little bit. Oh, but it was really... Um, The um, person was looking for his cortical node... That's right, yeah. Is it? Now, you probably won't be familiar with this either, but Echeb's cortical node is inside 709. Oh, is it? Yes, because she became ill. And because having been detached from the Borg collective, 
she was then becoming unable to function without it and was going to die. But because Icheb was younger when he was extracted from the collective, so hadn't had quite as much time as she had to grow with it, they determined that he would be able to adapt to living without it. Right. And which clearly he did. And so they transplanted it into her so that she could continue to live. Oh, right. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Did you um, get a book? Queen feel from that Borg parts that were hanging there at the end, or was that just me? No, I didn't think. No, but you're probably right. Actually, now you've said it. Yeah, yeah, there was something about the way they were hanging mm. there towards the end. Yeah, you're probably right. Right. Mm. So who knows that this portal, whatever it is, is inside Seven? Uh, anybody who was on Voyager at the time. Um, but obviously not, um, Bajazel, what's she called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they obviously don't know that. And maybe they just, well, it doesn't need to be common knowledge, does it? It just, no, it just, and the other thing that I should say is that this is not the same actor that played Icheb. No, no, that up, yeah. 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 It didn't matter to me, but it, it did seem to matter to some. Well, I was curious because he bore, oh, he bore a resemblance while he was lying down with half his face split open <laughs> yeah. to um, Chakotay, probably just because he was lying down and had dark hair and what have you, but it looked like Chakotay, who I might mention a bit later on, but maybe I'll save him for later. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 What a tease, what a teaser that is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so then we cut to the present day on Free Cloud. Yes. Uh, and a lizard man, the campus lizard man <laughs> I've ever seen, uh, tells a Catwoman-styled Deanna Troy lookalike that Bruce Maddox is on the planet. She does look like Deanna Troy. I th- I did this, when I saw that, I did think that was her. And yeah. then it quickly became apparent that it wasn't. It wasn't, but she did bear a resemblance, I agree. She did, that. she did. Anyway, she tells the lizard man to go and kill him but then changes her mind very quickly uh and the next shot maddox is detained and they're settling in for a chat yes this was and she was wearing an outfit that i thought was unnecessary yeah i think really so. Do. yeah i think so i yeah. mean she looked fantastic in it but i don't think that's necessary no I like and the, hen- the henchwomen weren't wearing the same no they had their own outfits they did they do not much protection there for security guards, but you know, well, didn't feel they needed it. Mm, no, no, probably true. Yeah. So Maddox tells Bejazzle that his whole facility was melted into nothingness, and he doesn't know how he'll ever repair her loan. Loan, right? So he's obviously okay. indebted to her somehow. Is this? Is he's not talking about the place in you know, on Starfleet, um, the Starfleet lab, is he? Well, I, I, it must have been his secondary lab um, oh, where he continued his work. I, I, I oh, thought. created the nest of yeah, uh, yeah, um, creatures, yes. And that's been destroyed. So she uh, must have been bankrolling that in some way. Yeah. Uh, so she's involved. Um, uh, sorry. And then she finds out that um, that it's he thinks it's the Telshiar who are after him. Um, and although she doesn't relish dealing with the Telshiar. Um, she's obviously going to. So does do we think she understands why the Talshar? Presumably they're destroying it because he's creating 
these synthetic life forms that they can't stand. Yeah. Do do we know that she, she knows that, or is she just uh, money? Or I don't know. I don't know. It, it's this kind of connection between what he's doing and the Borg. Is he creating technology. Is he creating the sense so that he can give her harvested parts? Well, I maybe, or maybe there's some connection in his developing ideas around artificial intelligence and Borg technology, um, which would set the Telshiar off. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. I haven't quite worked out what that connection is, but she obviously knows and was helping him. Uh, and obviously later we, well, we know, we know that Daj was on Earth and so she's on the cube. So there's something going on there. Yeah. And Bruce, not again, not the same actor as played him first time round. No. No, no. Hmm. no, 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 no. I don't know if that mattered either, particularly. I don't know that it to did, those who but... knew, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we cut to Picard's quarters. We do. He's looking at the free ads section of the free cloud animated <laughs> website, uh, ah. telling us it's inhibition free uh, and where anything's permitted, really. Uh, Seven comes in to see him, accepting a bourbon or uh, a one. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> no, none of your Earl Grey hot. Or even a wine. No. <laughs> or even a wine. No. Seven and wine, and not seven, seven of wine. wine. Yeah. Mm. No, no. But asks why he wants to go to Free Cloud. And he just explains he's looking for someone. Seven astutely um, thought he may have been on some misguided mission to save the galaxy. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, and he has to admit there's a kernel of truth to that. Or perhaps an admiral of truth. Oh. Uh... Seven explains that the Fenris Rangers keep some of their money on Free Cloud uh, and that she'll arrange to be picked up from there. Uh, but as Picard did with Rafi, he drops the little uh, morsel of information that he's seeking to help someone who has no one else to help them. This obviously chimes with the mission statement and overarching corporate plan of the Fenris Rangers. So Seven asks for a refill and settles in to learn a bit more. Indeed, yes. That's... Just when she thought she was out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Godfather is in yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Happy now. That's very that's, good. That's it. So, certainly worrying about it for the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's it. You've got it out of the way now. Now, what though? You see, here, here's the thing, and I'm probably someone will say, "Oh, you silly girl, this is what happened." But in in Voyager, and I know you're not familiar with Voyager really very much at all, but they. They were travelling back across the universe and it was going to take them decades. Yeah. And in, and their last, their season or series finale was where they managed to get back a lot earlier. Yeah. And in doing that, we saw two different possible timelines. There's one where they got back after decades and... um. Seven died in the process, so she didn't ever get back. Right. She died while they were making their way back. And in the other one, she, everybody got back, and they all kind of the implication was they all lived happily ever after. And within that was she was she was having this fledgling relationship um, as a former Borg, discovering her feelings, kind of in a data discovering his. Yeah. Emotions kind of way. But she was having this relationship with Chicote, and they were soulmates and, you know, 
devoted to each other. And the implication I took from it was that when everybody got back all happy and nobody died, that they then went on and built a life together. The next thing, she's on some misguided mission to save the galaxy in free cloud. So I don't know if this is a, a third option or if they had a big fight um and that was it or i, I don't know and well i guess we're, t- we're finding out some of this in flashback anyway aren't we yes and some of the stories are being told um as 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 the real-time story unfolds so maybe we'll hear a bit more about chakoti and her relationship and how she ended up working for the Fenris for Rangers. For the Fenris Rangers, because that would be a good little mini-series. I wonder, I wonder if there isn't something in in a, a comic book somewhere yeah. that that I don't know about that I probably need to go and investigate, but as I don't know. But Fenris Rangers sound great. Yeah. As a, what, Premiership or Championship? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think, yeah, champion, Champions League, I think. All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, okay, we might hear more about Chicote then. Well, might, probably not, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're on the ship. A brief exchange between Rafi and Rios while she's looking up the details of a man called Gabriel Huang. Yes, and I wrote down, who is Gabriel Huang? Yes, of course. so we find out anyway, don't we? <laughs> but I was thinking, where did he come from? Yeah. Uh, and also, this has Rios finding out that Seven is the notorious former Borg <laughs> <Venice Ranger. laughs> Um, from the Delta Quadrant. Yes. Uh, and wondering if Picard and Seven had ever met. Um, and he was reminded that they'd both formerly been assimilated, so shared that lived experience. But why would... But he knew that. This is what confused me. He, a couple of episodes ago, he had a conversation with one of his annoying emergency holograms. Yeah. Who mentioned about the Borg contact. Uh, Didn't he? When he said, you know, he was interlocutor with Q and yeah, and did he not mention then? He did, but it, but it, but Rios says something later. Um, that it was the way he said something like, "Oh, I've I've forgotten that. I must have happily blocked it out." But <laughs> the way yeah. the way he said it suggested that he might have memory lapses or memory gaps. Oh, in 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 a way that. His history and his ship have been written out of history. I'm repeating the word history, but um, there was something about the way he said that which made me think maybe he doesn't retain or have a consistent timeline. Um, so I'm kind of interested in, in maybe maybe I just picked something up that wasn't there, but it, just something in the way he said that made me wonder if well, he that, that just is blocked an things out. That is an interesting one, and also then the fact that his former Starfleet. And couldn't continue for some reason. Yeah, right. Oh, that's I had not thought of that. I like that yeah. as a concept. Yeah. Uh, and oh, nice bit. The Rafi doesn't let him smoke because obviously she's. Yes, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they comment on the strange cargo that she's brought him this time. So they've they've obviously got a bit of history as well. Yeah. Okay. That's anyway, Girati is in her quarters. Watching footage of her cavorting and cooking with would her mental like cavorting? Would you call that cavorting? Well, there was a very cookie, crummy kiss that was pretty distressing, I thought. It, it was. It um, was 
and, yeah. it, and, and I'd take the um, distressing scenes of torture um, <laughs> before I'd sit through that vi- video um. howler again. Um, so that was a bit distressing, but it's clear anyway that she has more than a professional interest in finding Bruce. Yes. Hmm. Or, or does she? I don't know. It did. It, it, I'm pulling a face here. You can't see, but I do think it's a bit icky. Just the fact that he's clearly 20 years older than her and yeah. her mentor. And that's not that's not a healthy relationship. It's an abuse of power, I think. I think so. Um, but then maybe she maybe she you see, I don't trust her. You see, and you've got me now thinking, yeah, but she's she might have manipulated that relationship for whatever ends yeah. that we're going to discover. But I don't know if I could do that with a beardy, crumbly face like that. Well, if it's in the interest of saving the galaxy. Ooh, no, oh, the girls have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, you would hope so. Oh. Hope so. Yes. So um, anyway, that anyway. moves that on a little and leaves questions unanswered. Uh, on the bridge, though, each of our crew gets a visit from an algorithmically informed promo animation. Yes. Um, except Elnor seemed very disappointed not to get not to get his own. Why? Why didn't he get? Is that because he has no personality? Well, I I, I think so. He didn't un, seem to understand the nature of play or deceit or he dressing had, up. Or, he had a really weird episode where yeah, he, did, he just yeah. didn't seem to belong anywhere. Like no. he had no idea what was going on. It was like I don't know if that's because he's just supposed to be so naive that he doesn't know what's happening in the world he's new to the world i mean he's he's lived with the sisters as of no mercy <laughs> for 21 years or however old he is grew up very fast in that last episode from being did, invisible yeah. to being to standing tall <laughs> with a basket full of something or other um so he's grown very quick and now he's out in the big wide world so he's yeah. not fast but he doesn't get a little advert for himself he doesn't know interestingly i thought Girati got one that was based on a violent it's playful game. Now, if these all kind of interacted with some aspect of the character or role yeah. of the people on the bridge, it was interesting that she got a boxing avatar. She did. And then they were saying, you have to hit it. And she said, I don't kill things. And then looked like Tyson Fury. Yeah. Took its head off. And then knock its head off. Yeah. But she actually said the words, I don't kill things. Right. Oh, right. Right. No. When, when, right. Mm. We'll come back to that in a minute. Let's come back to that, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, Rafi interrupts to say she's found Maddox for trade on a LinkedIn eBay website for interfaces to trade goods between interested parties, usually big business, often criminal. Yes. Uh, and she could easily hack her way into that, obviously. She can. Old Star Trek trick. <laughs> Starfleet trick. Uh, and on hearing that Bejesus is there, Seven explains to the crew that the Jazzle hunts down export for body parts. Um, and because they can't afford to buy Maddox out, they come up with a plan to trade Seven for Maddox. Uh, she says that the Jazzle would want Seven just as much as Seven and the Ragged Tigers would want <laughs> to uh, dispose of the Jazzle. Now, that's a very 80s reference for people who are very young. <laughs> They won't understand Seven and the Ragged Tigers at all. And the Federalist Rangers. That's that's just all the Federalist Rangers. Oh, dear me. So the game is afoot. The game is afoot. Yes. 
Which then follows, or then follows, this nicely intercut sequence, I thought, of our team getting dressed for a night out. Yeah, in the same way as the the earlier one where Laris was explaining to Picard about the Romulans changing. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, that, I thought it was done really well too. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. It kind of moves the story along still whilst having a bit of fun with the costumes rather than seeing those as two separate uh Kind of scenes, so I think I thought That's, it looked. I thought and did it looked. you think Free Cloud looked very Blade Runnery? It did, yeah. It yeah. Really did. I mean, too much, almost too much, in, to an extent. Uh, I, I guess, but then what would uh, an mm-hmm. inhibition-free <laughs> planet look yeah, like? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. It certainly required an orange feathered fedora and an off-the-shoulder fun fur armstall. That green emerald green suit and the fur and the hat I just fantastic. it was fabulous it, it was. really was yeah it was good yeah, and I, I quite like I quite like the eye patch in the beret as well well I think I mean it was perhaps a typical one-eyed French new romantic look that they'd gone for but, <laughs> but I think it worked I think it worked exactly. I, don't think, I don't think the accent did uh, no, I think it was channeling Sir Ian McKellen a little bit, maybe. Well, I, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah. they were quite funny. Yeah, so they also take with them, uh, uh, what do they take? This truth-exuding aura pill to help prove the lizard man. Uh, and a pattern enhancer to help them beam out when they need to. So they're all tooled up with all sorts of things. They're all ready to go. To get if- them down and get them back. Now, that wasn't inside uh, Quark's bar, was it? Or was that? Were we in a different bar? Were we actually in Quark's bar? I don't know. I saw the the advert for Quark's bar behind Rios yeah. when first landed on the planet, but I couldn't say whether that's where we were or oh, not. Couldn't pick that up. No. Yeah, I liked it when they were doing they were doing all the new outfits, and um, and Picard says something like. You know, am I looking like this? And Elnor just glances down at himself and he looks exactly the same. As, <laughs> he hasn't got a costume on and yet he still looks as stupid as the rest of them. He does, yeah. Just, just be yourself. That's all he could do. Yeah. Yeah. But, be, <laughs> but, but be quiet. Quiet, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so they've gone yeah. down to see... So we hit the planet and Rios does the job of interfacing, gets uh, uh, Vup. Uh, interested uh, in um, well seven of them because of the the volume of implants still inside uh, would be of value to Vup and his boss Um, interesting when they landed though I think and and, um, Picard started playing up uh, his role too as the interfacer and levelling a lot of kind of um, insults at 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 seven. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps revealing more about the way he feels about himself too uh, <laughs> these days. Oh, about you know, genuinely about his kind of uh, post assimilation um, mindset. I think he knows exactly how he does. Yeah. He, she feel she might feel about having this Borg connection. Yeah. It was positively vitriolic. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then they look to make the deal. But Picard wants to see Maddox first to make sure he's still alive. So the deal is seven with all their implants. Yeah. Four Maddox. Four Maddox, yes. Right. Maddox. Maddox. Yes. 
Yes, that is the deal so far. Okay. Uh, back on the ship again, we're shifting time, so this is before the drop. Um, but... uh, this is where I got confused. I had thought this was afterwards. Oh, right. And and then I realised that this was still part of the backwards and forwarding. So, it is, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Rafi and Picard are saying goodbyes. Uh, she's still looking at info on Huang. Uh, and it was quite a nice, you know, an emotional interchange between Rafi and Picard. Yeah, because I think she thinks it's the last time she's going to see him because she's presuming that whatever she's going down to do on Free Cloud is kind of an end game for her. Yeah. And he's and he, going to do his. And so they won't. And she will never see him again because she also knows that he's ill. Yeah. And maybe that's that's what she, yeah. Maybe that's what she was going to say. You know, he says their quest will be harder without her. She says it was just like the old days for a while. Yeah. And she made as if to say something else, but stopped herself. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it was that, just as you say, that it's possibly, they think it's possibly the last time they're going to, they're going to see each other. Which, which yeah. was, it really was quite touching. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they wish each other the best. All the best. And off oh. they go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Except she doesn't have such a positive outcome. She? No, no. She beams down to the Stardust City Reproductive Health Services building. <laughs> um, just to be very clear about where we are, uh, and to be even even more clear, um, it was all done in blue and pink. A strange kind of binary gender construct still in play in the twenty fourth century. Yeah, you're right, actually. Huh. Yeah. So two babies, one pink, one blue. Uh, the doors behind Gabe were pink and blue. He was in blue. His mum was in purpley pink. Um, I didn't even notice that till he said it. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, again, quite. Um, no need for that. Yeah, quite a bit of a throwback, I think. Anyway, she arrives um, and he appears unsurprised, I thought, and certainly uninterested to see her. Or maybe he's just trying not to give any sense of mm-hmm. surprise. Uh, and then he's immediately angry and dismissive. Yeah. Ridiculous uh, conspiracy theories about the destruction of Mars were and how they drove him and his father away and how hard it was to be a son. <laughs> so he packs quite a lot into that little interchange, I think. It does. Who, who was. We didn't find out who Dad was, did we? No, I don't think that was ever mentioned. Oh, okay. No. And no. the Conclave of Eight. Well, he mentions the Conclave of Eight um, as though we might have heard of it before. Yeah. I don't remember ever having heard of them? No, not something I'm aware of either. We might both be ignorant, obviously, but we I may, mean, we may, yeah. I mean, well, this is, this is like, it's yeah. not something like seven of nine, conclave of eight. No, I no, I don't know. And in fact, I did have a little look to see if I could see anything on the conclave of eight, and with a very, very hasty search, I couldn't find anything oh. other than its mention in in Picard. Um, oh right. So maybe then it's maybe there. it's something new that we're going to find out about. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, then, of course, Rafi goes on the defensive again and starts going on about there's more to it than meets the eye, and it was a conspiracy. And but that then just proves his point, really. Yeah. Yeah. She claims she's now clean, having been on the starship for a couple of days, um, but he doesn't believe any of it still. So he makes it pretty clear uh, that he doesn't want to see her again, or for her to be involved. In his family, him, his Romulan wife, or mm-hmm. partner, and uh, and her, their daughter, her granddaughter. And she, I, th- I thought Raphael was very, 
I think she knew it was perhaps going to be a difficult meeting, but I really don't think she was prepared to be as hurt by his no. response as that. And I don't think she was expecting to be rejected. Now, maybe that's her hubris or I, I don't know, but I think it was very unexpected for her. Yeah. And it sounded like they hadn't been in touch at all, maybe, or for a long, long time. Yeah. So it yeah. is it is difficult to see perhaps how she could have expected anything other than the response she got. Uh, and yet she was, you know, very distressed and very surprised, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad to see her like that. It was. Mm. It was. Anyway, we cut back to the bar. We do. Picard sees Maddox, although he's in bad shape. Yeah. But here's where Bajazzle reveals she knows Seven, says it's nice to see her again, and uses her real name, Annika. Annika. Yes. Yes. Um, at which point all Bajazzle's bodyguards pull their weapons out and everything takes a turn for the worse. <laughs> uh, yes, everyone pointing guns at everyone else. Exactly. But on the <laughs> ship, though, Girati is pacing about, <clears throat> nervously saying something. I couldn't quite hear it, so I, play, I had to play it a couple of times, but she's kind of muttering, it's going to be all right if we do this, or you have to do this. Uh, and you kind of just think it's her anxiety having responsibility for beaming the crew out because she made a good play of um, lacking confidence with that kind of technology. Yeah, and that's what I I thought, nothing else at all. No, not at all. The hologram appears, asking about the nature of a psychiatric emergency. Psychiatric emergency, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but it's he just talked about um, anxiety levels, I think, and so yes, yeah. psychiatric emergency. She dismisses him at the point Rios contacts her from the surface saying there's something gone wrong. And she needs to be ready to get them out of there. Yeah. Pattern Enhancer is still inactive. So stand by your beds and wait for that red light to go green. Yep. And then we can all get out of here. Um, yeah. And then we're back into the thick of it again. So on the surface, uh, which has the last seven, if she's still angry at her actions, carving up her little friend. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Go ahead, you know, carve away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Seven comes back at her, saying, well, if she was so good at her job, how did she let Seven get away? You know, I, the greatest Borg pimp job of all time, and I escape. <laughs> you can't be that good. Uh, off come the fake cuffs, grabs Bajazzle by the throat, um, at which point Picard looks a little bit uncertain about what's going on around him at this point. Um, and uh, Seven agrees that she perhaps wasn't entirely candid with him. With him. Yeah. Yes. Well, to put it mildly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, having spent last week with the sisters of absolute candour, <laughs> he's now he's now found the opposite end of the spectrum, I think. That's right. And yeah. I mean, I got the impression when um, Seven had Pajesus around the throat that she actually would not have taken much for her to end, end her life just then with one hand. No. It was almost like the, she still possesses some kind of extra strength. Oh, I think she did. I think that was clear, yeah. I think yeah. I think she did. And what was also clear is that Elno hasn't got the faintest idea what's going on at all. <laughs> so he's kind of getting there. You know, his interpretive skills are improving. Um, so I think he, he did ask if everyone was still pretending, but I think he knew they weren't really. I think he'd, he'd, he'd woken up to that one. Yeah. But he is sometimes quite literal about things. Yeah. And I guess there's a lot of that about between Elnor, often Seven, usually Raffi, um, <laughs> Laris. Yes. Um, 
So there is some straight talking going on. There is. Because it, it all went over Elnor's head to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. He's getting there. And of course, he'll be the nicest, most naive killing machine we've ever seen in the next couple of episodes. Oh, no. He's forced to, uh, to dabble uh, in his in his in his skills yeah his skills so i can that's all about to emerge i'm sure uh, i'm sure it is we'll see how he manages when he's back in his in familiar territory yeah yeah with his yeah. stick with his stick, <laughs> with a stick. Young, young yeah. with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what happened next yes. all right okay maddox identifies picard oh right yeah. and realizes who he is the famous picard um, so she didn't recognise him up till this point. Oh, why not? He looks exactly the same. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not you would never, you would never recognise him. <laughs> He's never French accent. Um, but also recognises there that then or tells him that he thought he was in charge when he was being played by Seven. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on. There's playing, there's role play down on the planet. Seven is uh, playing Picard. We find out some other subterfuge later on. So there's yeah. this whole kind of thread going on here about everyone doing something for different reasons that nobody knows about. Yeah. And then things start to, clarity begins to emerge. Um, so Seven again um, has Rijazzle, uh in her grips, um, throws the pattern enhancer out and tells Picard to get out of there with his with her, with the crew. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear at this point she is going to kill Richard, I think. Was this the point where someone has yet another dig at Picard for giving up on people? Have we not got to that yet? But there's, oh. there's been several digs about, you know, yeah. when you, you decided, when, when you decided to give up on people, I decided to stay here. Yeah, so. several, oh. I think she said that to him back in when they had the first exchange in oh, his right. yeah. Quartz. And then it was repeated again. There was just, Yeah. They're kind of picking at that scab quite a lot. Yeah, well, it obviously is weighing on his mind, mm. uh, although not for 14 years. Uh, no, but he's an old man now. And yeah. He's also yeah, things are coming some, slowly. As Rios says to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when we get a little bit more backstory about how Bejazzle double-crossed Seven, tortured the closest thing she had to Kin. Yeah. Uh, the lizard tries to intervene with a concealed weapon, but Rios kills him. Um, yeah, well and done. And agrees with Seven that she just get out of there. <laughs> but as you say, yeah, but but to kill her at that point uh, wouldn't be the best thing. Not a problem for him, he says, but not good for the kid and the old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it was immediately obvious that that didn't go down very well. And he's not, it, not going to let it lie. No, he isn't. He isn't. <laughs> but then the trade twists. So now the trade becomes uh, bejazzle. Bejazzle's life for that of Maddox. Um, yeah. So she says, let me live and you can take him with you. So reluctantly, Seven agrees and they all beam up, including Maddox. Yes. Uh, and that's the position we wanted to be in. We've got Maddox. We can find out what we need to find out and carry on our way. Yeah. Or can we? Well. So I, Maddox goes off to sick bay. Rios yeah. leaves the pattern enhancer on the console. Casually, just, um, you know. Seven squirrels it away. So what's that about? Uh, well, that's her way off the planet, isn't it? Because she borrows two phases to return to the planet to be picked up by the Fenris Rangers. 
But does Rios know that that's what her plan is, or has I he? Don't know. Now you've said it, the the way that the camera caught him just casually leaving that. I think he did it deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, think I you're don't right. think. Yeah. yeah so, it didn't dawn on me at all, but I think you might be right now. Yeah. So when did they have that conversation? I don't know. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave this here. You go and do your bit of, you know, revenge is a dish best served cold business. Yeah. And I'll pretend that I've just left it lying around. Kind That's of right. That's right. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But you're right, you wouldn't come back with such an important gadget and then just leave it lying around, would you? <laughs> but then maybe you're just forgetful. Maybe you just act absolutely, yeah, here you go. Absolutely. Oh, I don't, yeah. only just thought of that now after what you said earlier. But Right. Maybe. And she was just saw an opportune moment and yeah and lifted it maybe, yeah maybe she wasn't worried about well anyway she tells picard that she's going to get picked up by the rangers yeah uh, but could i just have a couple of phases uh <laughs> in case you know uh he says of course but it's not his ship to give the phases away on no but he understands the need of a vigilante and on a quid pro quo basis she's just got him magic so two phases in oh right phases. okay <laughs> Off, off you go. Uh, and then they have this nice little exchange, actually, just as she's uh, going to beam down. She asks if he, after being freed from the Borg, did he feel as if he'd regained his humanity? And yeah. he said yes. Yeah, very definitely yes. Yeah. But then she pursued that, all of it. Uh, and he admits that he, he, he says no. Mm. Um, but we're both working on it, aren't we? Now, I watched that a couple of times to work out whether he... In which way he was asking that question, whether it was almost like he knew what was going to happen next. Right. Uh, uh, we are we are working on it, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are going to do our homework this evening, uh, aren't that's we? Right, yeah. <laughs> Rather than it being a kind of more of a rhetorical, you know, yeah, inclusive um, question. Or it could have been. Or it could have been more like he understands the conflict in her mind still and he's just trying to say yeah we are working on it aren't we well that's the way i heard it first yeah Yeah. and then then when i watched the rest of it i I went back and had a listen um and i think you perhaps take it either way Mm -hmm. Um, okay yeah but i think uh, in his mind you know if she's working on it every day that's work in progress that's not complete so she's going to fall from time to time I think. Yeah. Every damn day of my life I work Uh, on it, she says. I like that as an answer. That's a good one. Yeah. And then she cheekily turns her phasers on as she energises down. (laughs) So she (laughs) literally goes in all guns places. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it every day of my life, but not today. Not Not this bit of this day, though. Right. Hi, she says, as she hits the planet uh, and kills two of BJ's henchwomen. Um, <laughs> and Bejazzle says she should have expected her to return sooner really she was rather surprised that she risked a chance at revenge to save her comrades but then that's what she does yeah um, I quite like this she said seven says Picard has this quaint belief that there's still a place in the galaxy for mercy <laughs> and she didn't want to disabuse him of that <laughs> yeah so what a top quality character she she's really crazy is. yeah <laughs> She is. Yeah, I do love Seven. Really do. Yeah. That's very good. And then she calls her Jay. He was a son to me, Jay. 
Well, what? she could have called a J all the way through and then we wouldn't have had this stupid name. That's business. right. That's right. And yet it seems to suggest there was still some sort of affection. There's certainly backstory in history. Um, so I don't know. It was obviously, you know, he was a son to me, J. There's real emotion there, I think. Yeah. Uh, and this is for him. And then she vaporizes us. <laughs> I really didn't think she was going to do that. No, I didn't. She just went. But there, there she was. There she yeah. was. She can, you know, start work again tomorrow on uh, on being a good person. Every damn day, but yeah, day. starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going on a diet, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just get back on. That's all. Yeah. That's all yeah. you do. Everyone falls from time to time. Yeah. But not with such far-reaching consequences. <laughs> and then she blasts her way out, all you know, both yeah. guns blazing, without a care in the world. She's loving it, I think, at that I point. I think she is quite enjoying that one. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got a little pattern enhancer to get away, and uh, she'll be fine. There goes, presumably, hopefully, we'll see her again. Uh, you would hope so. I mean, before they left, she left it, She left a business card and her contact details. She did. If ever you need a vigilante, uh, and I suspect he will. Um, I would only like to give you that idea. They've got a young man with a stick. What, what would they need a former Borg vigilante for? Well... <laughs> I suppose it's almost mm, it's like putting together a team of superheroes in that regard, isn't it? <laughs> and oh, all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm hoping she'll be back. It's yeah. Just a, as a one-off, I think it was great as a one-off. Yeah. Uh, they are these little cameos, but I wouldn't like this. You said it's been commissioned now for a second, so I wouldn't like the former cast members just to pop back for the a small cameo. I'd rather they had more of a, a far-reaching input on the story. Yeah. Even if they weren't necessarily in it every week, that there's something there um, that you know is reliant on them, rather than it just being an excuse to get someone back. So I hope, she, I hope she's back for longer. And I think the, after the first series, once they've attracted people's attention with, you know, little cameos or a couple of episodes worth, and they've established some of the other characters, then it won't feel, because the relationships are already there. Yeah. In series two, it won't be like they're just dropping them in. It'll be like we understand what the links are. And, yeah. And hopefully that'll that'll work. I think so. And jumping ahead a little bit, you know, when Rios, well, Picard challenges Rios about the old man <laughs> comment. You know, there's yeah. sort of a you know, hint of a sort of father-son relationship there. They obviously sort of understand each other, don't they, I think? I think um, so. I think there is a definite understanding building between them. That, uh, yeah. You know, they're both Starfleet to the core. Um, they both take risks. They both don't take kindly to authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something emerging there which is quite nice between them. Yeah. Uh, as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Rafi's back on board. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, when we were looking. Yeah, he goes to uh, he goes to welcome her back. She just says, "Leave me alone." <laughs> um, uh, I think he's heard that before. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I was slightly, was slightly disappointed that he was. I know he was pleased she's back with him. Yeah, but it is um, to the detriment of the life she wanted. But he doesn't. She didn't tell him about that. No, she didn't. So he didn't. doesn't know. As far as he's concerned, I took it anyway, that she went down to Free Cloud and 
did her business and then decided, well, no, actually, maybe I'll go back. So mm. I, he could he could at the minute think that she actively chose to go back. She's just feeling a bit embarrassed about right. having made a show. I suppose, yeah. Now, yeah. that could be wrong, of course. But as far as we're concerned, I don't think she explained what she was going to try to do. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. So anyway, she's back, which is good. Um, nice relationship growing between Picard and Rios. Yes. Um, however, in sickbay, Picard and Maddox are speaking. So this brings us up to speed a little bit with the story. Yes. Well, this Darge is dead. Maddox tells Picard she had a sister who's on the cube. Um, and both were strategically placed, one on the cube, one on Earth, to find out the truth about why the synth program was stopped and suggesting a conspiracy not just of the Romulans, but also of the Federation. Lies upon lies and things being... Yeah, and that's quite a big thing if he's there and he's saying to... Because Picard was standing there as well saying the Federation is involved. Yeah. That kind of backs up Rafi's inverted commas conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, And why... And why Picard is being blocked everywhere by the Commandant O and by Clancy. Clancy, yeah. You know, he's being blocked because they don't want him to find out, obviously, that he's right. Yeah. I'm not sure Clancy knows. I think she just has a distaste for Picard, but... Um, right, yeah, yeah, he could be right there yeah. too, yeah. But, but there are reasons why he's being blocked, and one of them, I think, is certainly that, you know, there is something to be hidden here, hidden away. Yeah. And this is the first point where Soji gets a mention at all. I think. In this whole episode? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. we, didn't, we didn't see her at all. No, we didn't m- miss not going to the cube this week. I, I, I didn't miss that. <laughs> Honestly, I did. I would think I was that fed up with them sliding around last week. Yeah. That I just thought, uh, I, I just d- did not. It did not occur to me until I got to the end that we hadn't seen them. And I thought, oh, that was actually, I preferred spending time. Yeah. With these motley crew, mm. then with them, I presume next week that means we're going to get a whole load of them. But <sighs> more, yeah, Soji, Rizzo will be back. Yeah, um, Narek, presumably. Yeah, although I'm getting more joy out of Rizzo at the moment than Narek. <laughs> that the air relationship, but anyway, we'll see where that goes next we week. Will. At the Picard Maddox interface, though, Giraffe was in the background, <laughs> who now says um, he needs his rest. Yes. Um, and Picard leaves them together. Um, now, Maddox and Girati, Aggie, are speaking in sickbay. Yeah. Uh, and he finds, uh, asks her if she's had a chance to meet Darge, but she hadn't. And he called the two sisters perfectly imperfect. Uh, interesting saying that he, Nudie and Sung, and Girati had created artificial life and that Girati's input had been essential. Uh, this causes a some distress, I think, as she says, this is one thing she's got to atone for as she tampers with his life support system. So she has to atone, because I have to get this right, she, has, she feels she has to atone for making them perfectly imperfect or the fact that they're not perfect? I think... D- or the fact that she's involved at all? The fact that she was involved at all was the way I read it. There was a slight gap between right. that said, so I think it's the fact that the three of them were involved and that her input was essential is what was distressing her. Right. So she has to atone for that. The hologram pops up again, asking the nature of a psychiatric emergency. Yeah. Uh, 
he also recognises Maddox's deteriorating situation. So I don't know if, if he retains that information and can impart it to someone else, um, you know, in a sort of uh, Princess Leia style. Uh, <laughs> but that, he's seen that and witnessed it and commented upon it. So I don't know whether he can recount that at some point. But anyway, she dismisses him again. Um, yes. And saying to Maddox, I wish you knew what I know. I wish they hadn't told me, hadn't shown me. Um, and then she says she's so sorry whilst watching him die. But yeah, she looks dead sorry. What? What does she know? What? What have they shown her? And so, so you were right then. She actually, if she has to atone for creating the perfectly imperfect sisters, yeah, she's gonna have to go and kill Soji. You would think so, because yeah, because she is. And any of the others that, that are there. And any of those that she finds, yeah. yeah. And as, you, as we've thought, you know, what, what could she possibly have been shown or told that she would believe to be true to the extent that she would then go and kill Maddox? Yeah. So it's... And can she recover from that? Because now I thought it was so obvious she was a baddie. But now it's too easy that she's the baddie. There's, there's got to be some twist that means, you know. So she's been misled or she's been brainwashed or. Yeah, but misled and to the point that she would kill Maddox. So at this stage, we think she was having a relationship with. Um, it's a big step, isn't it? It is. It's a big step. And yet, presumably, she'll be able to walk out of that room and be her, you know, her usual self with everyone. Uh, Further, that kind of blossoming, what is it? Is the flirtation between her and Rios? I think There's so. Something, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So. so she's obviously playing on that whilst trying to find Maddox, who we're led to believe she was uh, having a relationship with too. We knew Maddox was still alive. She was going to see him. I don't, you know, she's a, she's a clever one, I think. She is. So she said, so I wish you knew what I know. Yeah. I wish they hadn't shown me. Yeah. So she's seen something as well as... Yeah. Um, she has, but who are they? I don't know. They, you know. I wish they hadn't shown me. But it, not, it, not only what, but who's shown her? Yeah. No, that, I'm presuming that takes her back to Commander O when she arrived with the sunglasses on to talk to her. Oh, yeah. At, in Osaka, was it? In the... Okinawa. Okinawa, sorry, yeah. Okinawa, the Institute. Yeah. So she beamed in to have a word with her. And then, of course, the next thing, she appeared in Picard's house with Killing. her. Ah, and yeah. she killed that operative. And she said, I don't kill things, but she's already killed something. Two uh, two, uh, two people now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it was after that encounter with Commander O that she then appeared at Picard's, made the speech about paying away and ended yeah. up on the ship. That's when you first got suspicious. Oh, I've been suspicious all along. And now look at what's happened, you see. You yep. were right. Uh, all I, along. So far, <laughs> so far, I was right. That, no, I'll let you have that because that's, that was a good call. <laughs> and so it continues. So it continues. Yeah. So I have no idea now. Well, I guess now they know that Soji's on the artefact, so now they're going to head back to that. So, And we're on episode six. So there'll be something, presumably something around that next week. Yeah, I think that yeah. they're going to head to the cube. Whether they can get there in a week, I don't know. 
Um, well, we know we're going to stop off anywhere else between now and then. No, that we know at the minute, but also, but that doesn't mean that something couldn't. You know, we're on our way here, but we get a distress call, and yeah. you know, there's always one of those. But also, the the we don't know how the time works because at the end of last week's, Rizzo said you've got a week to get this sorted. Yeah. Well, we've had a week on Earth, and we didn't see them, so we're, I'm guessing that this hasn't happened. A week hasn't passed no. yet. Although well, time passes it's more slowly time. in space. It does. Not quite that much more so. No. <laughs> a nanosecond difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, gonna, I'm guessing it's going to be lots more moustache twizzling next week. Yeah. I reckon she'll have ended up giving him slightly more than a week. <laughs> In the end. He'll have asked for an extension. There'll be mitigating circumstances and there he is. He'll get out. <laughs> we'll be back in the same position when we join oh, us. Damn. Yeah. Well, it better be a bit more interesting. I think so. so. No more sliding. And do you think when Elnor and Rizzo come face to face, we'll be able to tell them apart? Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, Rizzo has more of a sense of humour. <laughs> and more personality, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think you'd have, you know, get him to tell you a joke. I think you'd know. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Gosh, that's a Yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. I did, actually. I've got to say, I did. I, I'm I'm not a big fan. Now, I prefer the longer form narrative to those more episodic series. But in amongst this one, I thought it was it was good fun to recreate some of those kind of holodeck moments. And the old yeah. original series, when they always used to end up on Earth and dress up. Um, yes. I quite like the fun of that. In amongst um, what were some quite other kind of distressing scenes... Yeah. Uh, of mutilation uh, and the threat of violence uh, and the ongoing storyline. So I think that worked. That's so, you know the way they tell it, the story within the story. I thought worked really well. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy this week. I've got to say. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've got no massive other conspiracy theories again this week. I think they're nope. dry, drying up a little bit. They are. Um, but yeah. yeah. I think that's really good. And now we've found Girati out, you know, I'm out. I'm all out too. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll see. Someone else's turn now to throw a spanner in the works, I think. I'd say. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. We'll forward to that next week. So is it time for tea? It is now, yeah. I've got to go about three minutes. Okay, perfect yeah. timing. So we'll wrap up there and finish by saying thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Marie underscore. And also um, the Kobayashi Marie column at themovieisle.com. Um, so, you know, please come along, join us for future episodes. Uh, we'll hopefully see you next week. And remember, if you can't win, change the conditions of the test. That's correct. This has been Kobayashi Marie. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye.